0: Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers, welcome back to The Witcher Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with Toasty, and today, we are dissecting the latest Witcher Blood Origin trailer because there's a bunch of goodies in there, and Toasty, as usual, has his, uh, his cork board with his pins and his uh, string and his he's de- deciphering languages that nobody else knows. Toasty, are you excited for this?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't deciphered <laughs> languages yet, but he's, uh, I'm going to start working on it. There's a lot of language in this one. This is going to take some work. Yeah, that's on the to-do list. But
0: we're going to give you a, a overview of the trailer. We're going to go through it. Piece by piece. And we're going to point out some of the things that you may have missed. So that's where we're going to start. And then maybe on the next episode, we'll dig a little bit more into translations and some other secrets that we can uncover. But you got to start somewhere. Also, uh, Toasty, I noticed that we had um, at the end of this trailer, a cameo from everybody's favorite bard. That was exciting. How'd you feel about that? I'm talking about, I'm talking about Yaskier, yes, Yaskier. Yes,
1: no, no, I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay. I was trying to think of another bard that I could bring <laughs> up that, you know, but I was like, can't think of any, um, no, uh, I don't, at first I was like, wait, what the, what the hell? And then I was like, oh, well, you know, his storyteller, he tells the stories hmm It kind of makes sense.
0: Maybe. Yeah, so we'll take a look at it We'll get a sense of like is he telling the story? Does he show up in the story? We'll take a look and, and try to figure that out, but why don't we kick this off and Get this started here. I'm putting pulling it up on screen So if you are on the audio version of the show, then we will be trying to describe this in detail We're gonna play the clip You'll hear the audio from the actual clip and then we're gonna describe what happens and those kinds of things in detail If you're watching on the video, you'll have the clip in front of you. So it'll be easy. Here we go. began 1200 years ago in the elven golden era before the arrival of humans and monsters in the world all right first pause pausing in there there's already a lot on the screen a lot of stuff that's going on toasty w- we get well, let's start with the three characters at the beginning we've seen them before right
1: yeah so um this is our presumed like three main characters essentially the most the people we've seen the most of at this point. Um, <clears throat> I haven't, I, I don't remember their names except for like, uh, Michelle yells, uh, character who's like Sion, C- mm-hmm. I think, um, let's think that's how it's pronounced anyways, but yeah, essentially them they're walking away from a tent. Um, I noticed that it's like, you see an aerial shot of the tent and it looks kind of intact and then like behind them whenever they're walking away it looks completely destroyed so i'm not sure if it's supposed to be the same thing or a different thing <laughs> yeah yeah so like because we've got like,
0: <laughs> like are you talking about like the pan over on the, oh yeah yeah right at the beginning yeah there's a tent yeah. on fire right
1: yeah and, and it then, looks like it's mostly intact right and they're walking yeah. out of it and then behind them that's the tent's gone the tent does not exist anymore when they're walking away from it yeah they're and like so we're, I'm just we're like, done here All right, like that tent burned fast, I guess. I
0: also think like looking at this uh, screen right here where I've got it up on the screen, you look at the size of the flames, the flames actually look fairly small compared to the height of the tent, which makes me think that this is actually a very large tent. This isn't like a small, like one or two person thing. And looking at it from the top down, look at the objects on the ground around it. This looks like it's actually a fairly large structure. Uh, Mm -hmm. So yeah, they're, they're burning something. Now, they seem kind of like th- their faces on this look like, hey, we we got job. We got a job to do. Let's go. Is this not their tent? <laughs> Is that what you think? I, it, it seems like they just like or they were burning where they were from so nobody could get the stuff. And then they're leaving. They were deciding. I don't know.
1: Uh, I, I don't understand the context of it yet, but I'm I'm curious. Yeah, it's. We, yeah, of course we don't have any context for this and like with it being as, um, I guess it's, it's like a sort of original story. So Mm -hmm. like, we don't have info. Like we can't look back on the lore and be like, Hey, this is what this is about. Like we can, we can, we know that there's gonna be certain details in it from stuff we know. But as far as like the main thing, uh, nope.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is yeah this is this is the Netflix uh, writers doing their own thing, basing it in the world that we already understand. Um, so we even get stuff like uh, this scene right here, where we we see a, a port city, and they say the line, "It all began twelve hundred years ago," mm-hmm. and,
1: and before the yeah so yeah talk about talk about that time frame 1200 years all right so uh, and we get it from like the narration bit or whatever um and I was just I will say this out because you're gonna hear it in segments a bunch um but the whole narration bit of the beginning is it all began 1200 years ago in the elven golden era before the arrival of humans and monsters in the world seven warriors outcasts strangers to each other bound together to fight an unstoppable empire uh so yeah mm-hmm. 1200 years ago is before this is this is before elves started before, before humans before the conjunction of the spheres right right and everybody's an elf this is, this is another thing i noticed yes. in it too. like if you it, well there's like other the dwarves and stuff there's some
0: right <clears throat> but like all the main characters this seems to be very rooted in the elven world the elves yeah. are the are the main race here they're the ones who were following all of the main characters are elves. Everybody's got pointy ears
1: um, and there's mm-hmm. no humans to be seen at all. No, nope, none. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're seeing this at a, at a time period, like way back when um, when the elves are kind of controlling everything. Right. So um, and now to the to our, I'm assuming here still on that shot my bad i have to jump back and forth so oh, it's fine it's fine yeah I'm, I'm on the shot
0: of uh the guy
1: the what looks like the the leader the king standing there in front of them okay so if you take it back to that shot over the city i want to talk about that because uh-huh. um so uh there's or the first shot of the city yeah um so obviously we know this is the continent um and we're going to see a map later that kind of shows us generally where like stuff is but it's like you know basing it off of that um but this first city that was like interesting and I was like can I try to figure out where this is based on like the geography that we already know and I was like kind of looking at it at first if you're not looking close it looks coastal it looks like a Novigrad or a place like that like from the games right but it's not yeah but in the background of it you can see that it like curves, like the land curves around at the back. So it doesn't, it's not like, uh, it doesn't lead straight out into open water. It's like either a gulf or like a lake. There's a little bit of a part that's really blurred. That's like hard to see. So, um, I was looking and I was trying to figure this out. Um, and of course we see the river flows in from the mountains that also helps to like kind of narrow down based on like the prominent rivers in the continent or current continent. Mm-hmm. And so my guesses bring me down to if it's a lake, then like old Vitsima. Okay. That's a very big lake if it's a lake. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. it's is 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 big, but like there's land on the the other side of it. So it's like hard like it's either that huh. or it's a gulf that curves around and then there's a narrow opening. Which that also and the map is going to contradict me, but my other guess there was land Exeter up in Covier and povis area. Mm. Uh, cause that part of the map they have, uh, land Exeter is on like a coast or in a Gulf and the Gulf like curves around to spit out. Um, I'm curious to see exactly where, uh, this, this will end up being because of obviously. With the rest of the trailer, this is not the main city. Uh ah. this is a city, and they showed us this for a reason. And like I have a tertiary guess that I'm pretty sure it's not, but it's like I feel like it'd be remiss if they didn't show us this place. Mm-hmm. And that's Loch Because we so you know that the elves took it from the werebubs. <laughs> <And> I feel <laughs> the like they were-bubs. have to show us that at some point, right? Like right. it's one of it's like a big Prominent Elven city that people know about. So yeah,
0: okay, all right. Well, here well, we'll play a little bit more. You you tell me when to pause because you've got all the all the all the details on this. So when well, you, oh geez, when we get a little bit further, or I'll just pause it and you tell me if we you you want you me pause to pause it a on more. the the golden guy in the next part. Then. <laughs> all right, so, all right. Well, oops, gotta pull it up on the screen. Here we go. The golden guy right here, right, and the the audio here. I'll replay it. Twelve hundred years ago. In the Elven Golden Era.
1: Before the arrival of humans and monsters in the world.
0: Alright. So do you want to talk about
1: the, the guy? Yeah. Um so uh well not particularly the guy. The guy is not the thing that's drawing my attention here. The thing that's drawing me is the symbol on his like armor. Because we're gonna chest. see that a lot.
0: Right. So yeah. it's like a triangle with three spheres on the midpoints of each segment of the triangle. With mm-hmm. what looks like a cube
1: in the center with maybe a flower in the cube. And it's like a flower or a leaf or something. Yeah. Um I like I don't know. But like this is like obviously one of like the big uh you know, empire, kingdom, you know, ruler something here. Um we're gonna see and he can kind of like replay through this part because this little segment, these couple of frames we see here um, with that guy and that symbol and seeing what that's going to be. Mm-hmm. And then it moves on quickly to what I believe to be old Sintra, the looks, other city that we're seeing. The building looks like Aratuza in the it, show.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying it's it like is, not, but it looks very similar in uh, in the architecture.
1: Yeah. Um the the reason because it like the way that the layout of the city sits just reminds me of Sintra. Mm-hmm. And we know that like this stuff is gonna include like Lara Doran in it. So of course they gotta you know they're gonna have to show us like old or sorry, Zintria as the elves call it, but <clears throat> yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. So then there's a scene where we get to a map. So it shows the city and then it shows a map and it's upside down to us. Is that correct? Um, I don't
1: think so. Think so it's, it's the right top side part up? of the map okay. is where like Kovir Povis is. Okay. Cause on the, the, top the person the
0: in the scene is standing at the top of the map which made me wonder like is that are they looking at it upside down or are we looking at it upside down you think like i guess the coastline they makes sense to be on the left upside side upside down yeah right. because of
1: the coastline it shows there right so we see um what looks like three different empires possibly four um mm-hmm. with the very i don't know if the right side of the map is just undiscovered or if that's another faction in play it looks like there's a symbol there that might represent because each one of these has like a symbol so the the middle portion it looks to be like whoever that uh kingdom is that has like that triangle with like the leaf or the flower in the center right of it. The, the one that we saw the leader guy from
0: you yeah think
1: and then, this is associated with him yeah and then the north one um uh, yeah that guy and then the north one um i I'm not sure. We see like a weird little like emblem there at the top left corner. Um, I thought it was funny about the, the, the one to the south mm-hmm. is that if you look at like the left portion of that little, like part of land, it looks like there's like a little black sun there, hmm. which yeah, we know the Nilf guardians ain't going to be around for a while, but the similar symbol, I thought that was interesting
0: yeah that is and it's it's south from the other areas so yeah yeah, that is it that is interesting so is this where do you think this is on the continent
1: so i think that this is well i think that this is the whole like this is the whole continent because the way it stretches out at the top is reminiscent of like how cover povis is set up or whatever Mm -hmm. um and then i think but i think like the yellow part is like like similar to the northern kingdom smaller it's either that or s- really shrunk down and it's a part that's jutting out but like i know that the yellow part like centra's in there like kind of where the symbol is under that like white pencil thing mm-hmm. is basically that i think that where that symbol is that's centra like the city of centra
0: right, right so the islands off to the west are skelliga Potentially, or is skeleton not the even on Skeleta's
1: here. is like further out, way further like, out. Okay, so we're a little bit yeah, more zoomed some, like, in. There's little that. clusters of islands over there, like the Isle of Thaned or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay,
0: yeah, this feels like it's it's kind of a. Uh, so now that you've kind of laid that out, it feels to me like this is a zoomed in section around Sintra, and then some of the areas north and south of Sintra, which are mean. some of the same lands that we're seeing a lot in the Witcher show already. We don't have i i don't know if this map goes far enough to like care more and i think i think that that's the mountain li- line right there that separates
1: that part of the map out yeah i don't think it's the whole encompassing thing it's like just like kind of like shrunk down on like the coastal part yeah so it's a little hard to tell because of course no map is gonna line up exactly with like other maps and like my biggest like the, re- the one i reference the most is like that really detailed one Because it's like that, people put together. So it's It's also
0: 1200 years in the past before the conjunction. And who knows if some of the land masses got shifted or something due to magical forces or geological forces need to take their place too. So, yeah, we we don't really know. Okay, well, here, let's move on from the map. Here, I'm going to play the next section, pull it up and
1: monsters in the wild.
0: Taking control of the entire continent. Faced with chaos, the people will always choose order. No matter the cost. All right, so we've got creepy looking dude here. I mean, not, maybe not creepy, but like powerful looking dude. Maybe that's the best way to say it. Powerful this guy with dude. the staff. Yeah. Uh, sorry, so we've got like this bearded elf guy with a staff and kind of shaved sides of his head with like some golden necklace thing and he's talking Hmm. about having taken taken over the continent and then you have an army marching then you have the slamming down of like a knife on a table and kind of this bar fight kind of scene between it's like a guard bashing the dude's head into a table yeah it's it doesn't seem like he's breaking up a bar fight so much as he's abusing the patrons because they're not doing what he wants or something like that
1: yeah so um Obviously it's like a lot of this information's, you know, we don't have anything to like base any kind of stuff, but I, the dude, the, but we can tell, like we see throughout the thing, he's obviously a mage, a magic wielder, mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it, which would create uh, we know it's their own universe. Right. But like, so, you know, begs the question, you know, with the conjunction brought around magic, how, how are they using magic? but you know we're not going to touch that because well, we know we, we knew there, there was some magic before then
0: it just wasn't as potent
1: um or is well, there i guess we'll find none. out how this is but yeah it's um but there's a mage and he's presumably the main antagonist it seems like the way he is in the uh the trailer that he is so the bad guy you think he's the bad this is the bad guy like this yeah. i'm pulling,
0: put him back on the screen here this is the bad guy and yeah. he has something to do with this kingdom that is ruling over the continent that's marching
1: these armies around that's telling the commoners what to do all mm-hmm. of that there's also a volcano in the background there that i just noticed so i was like okay that's interesting of, um oh yeah 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 like, of, the, of this yeah you're right there is a volcano yeah um, and it looks like I, I think he's part of a different place than like our gold leaf faction. I'm just going to call them factions. So you the know, King
0: at the beginning is a different faction from this guy
1: is what I you're believe saying. so. Because okay. it looks like he and like the troops that he has are like toting around a different symbol, which is kind of like a, like a weird, like curved like insignia I, I think I drew it because it was hard to explain what it was exactly. Mm. Oh, wait, this is the wrong. No, oh, jeez.
0: <laughs> Where did you put it? Where did you put, you put it, it, it
1: in here? It's like hard to see and I messed it up because I looked at it closer later at ah, this one. So oh, it's like a,
0: it's like a three pronged S kind of shape.
1: Yeah. Right. And it's got like, like little, like stabby like forks at the end Uh uh-huh um so it looks like his troops have that symbol on them and he's in like a location later with that symbol so makes me think two different factions here play and probably the main ones at play other than our like our warriors right which seems to be
0: alluded to by the map because you've got kind of a main yellow section of the map and then another kind of greenish gray Mm -hmm. section so maybe these are the two main Groups here,
1: and one yeah. of them is taking over the continent or something like that. Essentially, um, our, our our bad guy says that he has taken over the entire continent. At some, so I don't know if this is something that'll like we'll see this in this series. Like it starts out not that way, but then he takes over, or not how mm-hmm. they're gonna like how that's gonna be because you know all these clips are gonna be randomly selected from different parts of the series. So right, right, we're gonna get like jumps around in the timeline. Like, mm-hmm. a
0: lot of times these series will give you, like, uh, uh, even just these montages of, like, this is the way the world was, and here we are now, you know, that kind of thing. So, it very well could be. Yeah. So, um, here, let's move on with the next section. This, uh, we've got the beating up of these guys, and then it moves on to what looks like our main squad of uh, characters
1: Seven warriors, outcasts, strangers
0: to each other, bound together fight an unstoppable empire. This is the future. All right. So, so, okay. So before we get on to fight an unstoppable empire, and again, it shows us the stabbed, robed, sinister looking magic guy. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll call him sinister guy. Uh, and he's got two women standing next to him. I don't know if yeah. that represents like a, a wife and a daughter. And they seem to be standing up on some sort of stage
1: in front of probably a, a crowd of people or something. Yeah. It looks like uh his name the character's name might be Chief but no, that doesn't seem right. Chief David Baylor? What? No. His name's David? That doesn't that that seem weird. That seems weird. That doesn't, yeah. doesn't feel right. Um he really knows.
0: But we have we have the seven companions. So this is a story of seven companions coming together to fight some sort of terrible evil, right? Yep. And we have like this mixed mash group, right? Like this is this is pretty tropey. But of course, it's still fun, right? You've got mm-hmm. like, I don't know, uh, we've we've got everybody march around here, and then you have the the main what seems to be female elven character who shows up at the beginning with the three of them. The three of them seem to be like the main three characters, and she might be the lead protagonist potentially. Yeah. It seems that way, right? So we it have does. her, and she's got some like symbols on her forehead and uh, she's elven ears. Um,
1: and then we have another Let's another woman is like her name Sian Sian is the character's name so the that's next Sian one, right and then the, the one with the symbols and stuff is Sian
0: right and then yes. we have a female character another female character wearing yes. a hood uh no symbols on her head so and her name's Isla, or
1: a, like a, E a- Aila? with Aila? Uh, an accent over it I-L-E Ayla? Ayla Ayla maybe? Ayla maybe? Uh,
0: yeah um, and she's got uh, you can't really see much about her because she's like in this robe with a hood in this specific yeah. picture, and then we end up with the the male elf from the beginning, who's this bearded elf. He looks kind of like the tough guy of the group. Uh, Fial is his name. That's Fial, and then we have this little dwarven lady.
1: I'm excited about this dwarven lady.
0: Oh my god, she looks she seems freaking like a good awesome. Time yes she's got these bright blue eyes she's got blood on her face and a big old hammer um yeah she looks like a good
1: time absolutely yeah she's just having a good time just murdering people i was like yeah yeah dude bunch of bunch of dead soldiers
0: these soldiers are in the same armor as the group that we saw at the beginning Mm Hmm. right so mm hmm and then we have another guy with like shaved sides of his head uh and a beard but this elf man has part of his ear torn off or yeah, bitten he off like, or something yeah, it's
1: like torn or they're like cut mm-hmm. it's like it's 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 like kind of a well not even kind of it's a, it's unnerving i uh, like it's, yeah. it's like the the way he's like like either he's been through stuff or whatever well he has and a actually,
0: scar next to his head right next to the ear like maybe that was part of uh an animal attack that took off part of his ear and got the side of his head, or it doesn't yeah. look like it, his ears were clipped or something by like people.
1: Yeah, his name is Brother Death, by
0: the way. Brother Death, wonderful. Brother Death. Brother Death. All right. Any other thoughts on these guys before we move on? Um, you know, I, it's it's again. Oh, there's a few more. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's a few more. I got. Yeah, there's gotta a gotta couple there. of them. There's a, there's another bearded elf with kind of taller, poofy hair, and
1: um, he's wearing white clothes. And And then we based on what we see from this guy, he appears to also be a mage.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. He's got like earrings in his ear, but we don't get a whole lot in this specific scene. We don't see,
1: we we don't see much of him in here, but like there's a thing later where he's like using magic. So. So
0: yeah, the next scene we have, um, I think she's the last of the party. This long haired, almost white haired elven lady with these, like a white gown and some sort of
1: shawl on with like flowers on it. Um, do you know her name? I believe. I, I believe it's hard to tell. I like looked over and over and over again, like between the images or whatever. I, I think this is the same woman who played like Laura Dorne in the old thing. Yeah. I'm wondering if <laughs> this is Laura Dorn. Um, I believe it's her. It I looks don't like the same her actress. As this. Okay. So I mean, she looks similar, but I wasn't sure. Cause I haven't looked back and forth, It's like um, hard to see. but we see white hair. It's white also hair. like, right. What does white hair mean? Like, you know, like, like, unless you're, Geralt, true. white true. hair means one thing, you know, we don't see it. Anyone else. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of like a, it's kind of a significant thing. So, um, but you know, and then according i i can't even find half these people in here the dwarfs girl's name is Meldoff, by the way I Meld- did get that. Meldoff. cool cool all right so
0: um then we have another scene here with three of them uh two of the men and one of the women just kind of standing uh, like walking through an area and um you can see a little bit more of their costumes now that it's zoomed out from uh, some of the other characters but um they all seem to have like a primary color like one of them is wearing white with a blue like thing tied around his waist and then this this lady's wearing red and this guy's wearing green so it's it's like they're superheroes well they all have their own colors like power rangers just superheroes mm-hmm. yep yeah. they're power rangers That's fair. and then we have and then we have a uh, big mean guy so he's he's there why don't we play a little bit more here we go
1: an unstoppable empire this is the future under the empire
0: to rise up all right so we have the call to rise up against the empire and examples of like this is what the empire does with more beating up people armies marching through towns um the second woman that we pointed out from the beginning is the one calling out it seems like that's her still she's calling Mm -hmm. that we need to rise up so maybe she's in charge of
1: that or something. They're like inciting a rebellion yeah. essentially is what it seems like. So. Yeah.
0: Or at least some of this group is inciting a rebellion and some of the group gets tied together with them for their own reasons or whatever. It's It feels like very much like a Dungeons and Dragons party where everybody kind of has their own agenda but they all have to work together in order to get where they want to go. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's the feeling I get here. Uh, we get another picture of the city. We have fighting in and uh, a bunch of fire at night and then another picture of of the city but it's very brief. um and that's uh <laughs> right there in that scene here i'm pulling it is back it on, on the the screen. screen yeah i was like yeah. is it on the this this scene right here is the uh, the the main character with this well it almost looks like a samurai sword but it's not quite as curved this i think it's a scimitar I believe it's yeah. a scimitar yeah and she's doing some sort of like sword i don't know movement the kind of stuff you practice when you're a swords person i guess um but then we have before that the scene of the city and a bunch
1: of there's like a bunch of smoke or dust coming
0: out and what looks like some buildings burning
1: yeah it looks like there's buildings burning off here in the edge like like yeah, i'm assuming that like this is where they're it, it's like weird to say but it seems like this is, might be where they're inciting the rebellion. Um, yeah, so, and, and so it makes, again, it, it poses questions of like what side are they like, what side are they fighting against? Cause like, I thought like the uh, one dude was not part of this empire, but like if they're inciting rebellion in this particular location and he's somewhere mm-hmm. else, or he's associated with a different faction that's in the empire. So. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see who the the king looking guy at the beginning actually is associated with. I don't know that we know for sure that we need to figure out who he is, because right. I don't think he's significant, because like we will see things in here of who is apparently the empress. Um, and, you know, so either he's like, it's an emperor and an empress, or she's just the empress in a charge. And he's like, I don't know, some vassal or
0: something all right well hey tell you what we're we're actually we're already a good a good bit into the show why don't we go thank our patrons and then we'll continue with the rest of this because i feel like the rest of this should move a little bit faster now Mm. that we've got kind of through the introduction bits so we'll be right back very well let us get this over with something has infested my vineyard Mm -hmm. great let me go prepare my something oil then All right. Here we are in the middle of the show. And thank you guys for hanging out and, ch- and checking out all this stuff that we're we're into. I hope you guys are excited about this as well. And uh, we are usually welcoming new patrons on right now, but we don't have any new patrons this week. So thank you to all of our current and existing patrons, all 17 of you, including our higher vampire tier patrons, Ben of Tamaria and Jared M., Thank you to you guys. Also, normally we would read out a review, but there's no new reviews this week either. So if you'd like to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll, rate, we'll read it out on the future episodes of the show. And uh, if you want to give us a rating on Spotify, that's also helpful as well. So, man, words are hard. I'm not going to hit the button. Uh, <laughs> but let's. Uh, that's really not a whole lot to say here in the middle of the show. Thanks for being here. Hope you guys are enjoying it. Let's move on with the rest of the episode.
1: You smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's onion. Right, yeah.
0: All right, so we're back. And we're back to the scene with the the woman in the scimitar or a falchion, like Robin Chat says. Maybe it's one of those. Um, Mm. and, And Billy Badbottom also points out that that building in the background looks like it might be the same building that scary magic dude is standing on and talking down to the masses from so that might actually be the case as well so here, yeah let's...
1: It, it thinks it seems like that kind of like one of those locations has got like that open part where you can come look down upon like all of your subjects or like right. address them or something so <clears throat> right. yeah I, i'm assuming that's where we keep seeing that but like uh or seeing that partial portion, portion bleh, um, him talking. Yeah, it also looks more like a temple than a,
0: like a, like a place where the king lives or something like that. Like a castle, it looks more like a temple. So I have to wonder if this guy is in charge of part of the religious aspects of this community, and maybe the king is somebody else, right? Like maybe there's a rift between the two of them, or, or maybe they're working together and he's manipulating the populace, something maybe. like that. All right, let's get to the rest of this. Here we go
1: what is that thing
0: my beast has done well alright so we get everybody looking around hearing scary monster sounds and then priest dude his face but he's not actually speaking it and we
1: hear my beast has done well yeah so like I mean is this is some this is some monster some sort of monster is Is he summoning monsters into the
0: world is that what's happening
1: here in order to put down the rebellion maybe something like that yeah so like we hear like an eagle like screech um and then like we hear like wings flapping they don't show us anything Mm -mm. um and then he says you know my beast has done well we have to assume this is his beast right? right um and they're all like puzzled like what is that so they've obviously they've never seen something like it before so and he's calling it like a beast rather than like you know anything like you like you call something that you don't really like know about much so to assume this is some sort of like flying monster maybe like a a, dragon my guesses are like I don't think so because it sounds like a bird Mm -hmm. but my thought goes like Griffin or like, like cockatrice a, or like a wyvern maybe even with yeah. just a v- variety of different sounds it makes um, yeah and i'm assuming we're going to see because we know that they like have gone like they've been doing kind of like like mutating monsters like they have like ev- an evolutionary process so this is probably some like predecessor monster to like griffins or cockatrices or wyverns or something that we see like in modern witcher stuff, yeah, so
0: yeah, so monsters, even though the again, the conjunction of the spheres hasn't happened yet, so the world isn't overrun with monsters yet. Mm-hmm. but maybe yeah. he's working ways in to summon them into this world or and and this maybe goes on to further stuff, so let, let's continue this going. we'll keep it going because there's there's definitely some more details here we can pull together.
1: boy I'd kill you if we were across paths again. How can we trust each other? By the blade. We have a chance if we do it together.
0: All right. So we've got we've got the second Elven lady, not the first one we're talking about with the runes on her head, but the second one that we talked about and the beefy dude. And this whole little section here is about like, how can we trust each other? How can we work together? And then all of a sudden they're working together. So this feels like stuff that you get in the first episode where they're like, they don't trust each other because they come from different backgrounds or there's some sort of beef historical something. Right. It seems
1: like there's some sort of beef, well, like, or they want us to, they're presenting that obviously, which, Mm -hmm. because the clips are a little weird because like, you know, see, we see her saying like, I thought if I saw you get, or I thought I said, if I saw you again, I'd kill you, but it's like nighttime. And then he's responding in during daytime. So it's like, like, is this actually them like talking to each other? Or these entirely like weird clips, clips, and like, we're getting misled here or something um but essentially the idea of this from what they're showing is i guess they knew each other from before they have some sort of conflict with each other and but they're forced to like work together on this and like have to like kind of come together like get past their differences you know um and like yeah they they're like warriors so they're kind of like you know, we fight together, and that's how I can trust you. As if, like, we, right. we bring the fight, and they're both wow. totally kicking
0: ass. Like, mm-hmm. they're beating dudes up. She's stabbing him. He's hitting him with his axe. Like, there's there's just a bunch of every, them kicking butt here for for parts of it. Um, and different people, like in the city, some people out in the countryside. This guy in the scene right here that I have up, there's like a shack in the background with a bunch of bones hanging on the wall um so a lot of different i I have a feeling these are probably pulled from like there's four episodes so they're probably pulled from different sections of the of like the first few episodes or something right so we just uh, again it's hard to know what the story is yet to even piece together where these things are happening or or what exactly is going on all right let's move on here we go
1: we have a chance if we do it together
0: Monoliths are causing tears between worlds. The gateway. All right. So now we have the mention of the monoliths, the fact that they're tearing holes between worlds. A funky looking frog monster jumps out of a portal. Mm -hmm. Um, So. Uh, my assumption is spooky guy has something to do with setting up the monoliths, which he's been using to tap into the power of other worlds, which might be part of how he has more magic or something. And Mm -hmm. now is also summoning that
1: them in. Right. Like, yeah. So again, like it's all guessing. Um, but like, I'm wondering if like, this is kind of like, an inciting incident for the conjunction of the spheres like this dude is mm-hmm. like the we, cause th- of he it found out the monoliths linked to other worlds he's able to draw power for from them but then he like he he essentially he fucked around and found out and like him tapping into the energy of the monoliths and other worlds somehow incites the conjunction of the spheres to happen right because of it right, right. whether he's the spark that not, sets off i'm assuming it's unintentional but yeah like the spark to happen
0: right right messing with powers he didn't fully understand and now this this happens yeah. this kind of thing nope. now I, I would one i wonder the monoliths look very new i wonder if th- he created them or if they were already there somehow what do I, you think i assume they were already there because um, when we see them in the rest of the other Witcher series, they look all broken down and old, right? They look like they've been yeah. weathered and they're very old. When we see them here, they're very shiny. They're all re- they're standing like where they look like they're supposed to be. Um, mm-hmm. They don't look like they've been unburied. They almost look like they were placed there for a reason.
1: Yeah, it's like, it seems, yeah, either that or they're like part of it and like, or they came in like recently and then people kind of found out about them because but there's other stuff like there's a there's a part later where there's a monolith and it's like yeah the there's an entire building built around it so like yeah they've obviously had to have been there for a decent amount of time right so right maybe maybe he built them um is they, the construction's weird so i'd like i would be curious as to how he might have because they look like, the are not exactly natural rock formations, but they no. look like rock formations rather than a constructed thing. Right. They're very smooth, almost like they were, like, refined
0: by hand. And the answer is aliens, Tom, obviously. <laughs> aliens. All right, here, let's move yeah. on with it. We got more stuff.
1: The end of our world is upon us.
0: We need to use it against it. We merge the creature's power with one view. Come on, big lad! We're only just getting started. <laughs> All right, so we'll stop it here. Um, we have more monsters showing up—a big old-looking centipede thing, uh, some other the other creatures, spooky people just like hanging out in spooky places—and then basically they're alluding to like this is why we created Witchers. It seems to be, but yet
1: there's no humans around yet. Yeah, yeah, it's like. I don't know. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. They're saying like combining the beast with a person. Like, I don't know if this is like some weird, like early before conjunction attempt or something, um, at like the same concept as a witcher right yeah there's yeah there's obviously no humans right um well we do have this one scene
0: where it looks like laura dornan if that's her is standing in front of a portal with two of the others of them like clearly she's important here there's the elder blood thing there's the her importance in the whole series so maybe
1: this is the root of that maybe that ties in somehow yeah and it's like but yeah they're messing with portals now like that we see portals coming up so like Mm -hmm. they're using the portals to like bring in monsters uh probably bring in like it seems like they're also like messing with the monoliths and they're like able to like activate them Mm -hmm. which I guess would probably lend to your idea of them him constructing them because they light up with runes including the same symbol on his staff but is it did he make that staff with that symbol because of the monoliths right or did he put that like his arcane i guess symbol on the monolith so yeah like the two are tied together
0: it's just mm-hmm. which is the chicken and which is the egg right yeah that's really the question
1: and I assume that this this area right here is that like it I feel like this is that big temple in the center of the city maybe oh maybe might be, might be like the inside it, it of the was, temple like the way it's built up because the monoliths look so tall mm-hmm. maybe it's built that way because it's surrounding it
0: right right now but again like was the monolith here and they built the building around it or did they already have a building and they decided to put the monolith at the center or did they just build it all together right like it's hard to know exactly yeah all right but then we get uh we get our our favorite little uh new dwarven friend here for a little bit of it
1: come on big lad We're only just getting
0: started (laughs) and we get like the scene where she's like kicking kicking butt with her hammer and slapping dudes on the butt
1: which is great oh yeah also no Thing. I need you to go back uh I I missed it in my notes I wasn't there yet uh-huh. um but there's like a little like a brief little clip that we see right after she's coming out of the water um 140 if you're wanting to get it precise uh-huh. um where there is like guaranteed that's a wild hunt helmet like in the dirt oh okay so the thing in the dirt you think that's a wild yeah. hunt helmet yeah because oh. it looks like a skull at first but then it has yeah. like those spikes here right like which was like they had made them like very like creepy like skull grotesque things right with like the kind of weird crown looking thing that like that's I think that's a wild hunt helmet because it also looks like it's not bone exactly right like so. it
0: yeah um man that's it creates so many questions like I feel like everything's just out of order right like unless Unless what we see at the end where they're reaching out to Yaskir is we actually get more events in current times than what we think we're seeing in this trailer. Like, yeah. what if this helmet is something that was dug up in current times from things that happened 1200 years ago? Yeah. And this is proof of some of the things that happened back then. Right. And so that's what we're actually seeing here is not things that happened like this. This helmet they didn't find twelve hundred years ago buried because that creates a weird like how did the wild hunt? Why were they even around before this? There's no conjunction yet. Why would they be coming? But if all of this leads to the conjunction and the wild hunt shows up and then they end up having to fight the wild hunt or something like that. And some of the soldiers of the wild hunter or whoever. End up getting killed, and then their helmet gets buried, and then twelve hundred years later, somebody digs it back up. That would totally well, we make know, sense. We
1: know, we know that the A and L jumped off world, right? Like the A and she stay, A and L jumped off world, and it looks like just based off of like the imagery of that part. Like I know it's a lot to not a lot to go on, but the lighting on that like particular like picture of the wild hunt helmet or whatever, the lighting is very reminiscent of like when Garel, Yennefer, and Siri got sucked into the the portal at the end of season two and we're in that that world briefly that was like very like red it's like a red tinge
0: sepia tone kind of thing yeah the red
1: is like very reminiscent of that and so like we know that they're there and like that the a and l used the unicorns to like um raid other worlds because like they were so (laughs) do you think we're gonna see unicorns we're gonna see We can hope. evil elves riding unicorns oh man i mean you could hope i mean i would want unicorns you know yeah that would be amazing i want to see a unicorn and then like the the part right after that also is that we see what i think is antagonistic mage dude Mm -hmm. um he's like summoning fire in his hand
0: you think that's the bad guy i think that's actually one of the good guys i think that's I mean, look well, at he's his got face. rings on his
1: fingers, and we know the the, mad, the bad mage dude's been dripped out this whole time. He's but got that, the rings on his hand. Maybe it's the color of the
0: fire in his hand that's changing the color of his skin and his beard. But he maybe. looks more fair skinned and red haired. But maybe that's because of the flame.
1: I think it's the flame because like, yeah. I'm basing it just off the ring on his thumb. That like we've only seen that yeah. on the 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 bad mage. Okay. Yeah. Um, that could but be nice. it looks like he's like. Like he's pulling his hand up in like a way of like, what am I doing? Like, as if like, oh, look at this fire in my hand, like fire magic before. Yeah. Like if this is the first time he's doing it, right? So somehow like whatever he does, he somehow learns, which may also lead to problems because we know that fire magic bad consumes at the user of it, Mm -hmm. which can lead to terrible things, terrible
0: things. All right, here, let's move on with this. We got. We still got more to do. Come on, big lad. We're only just getting started. All right. So we have the the dwarf lady scenes, and then we ended up here to the end. To the end. There'll be no coming back. All right. So here, we'll pause it there. We've got Kind of this montage of battle. Uh, power being summoned in one of the, like one of the big old pillars looks like it's lighting up and glowing. Mm-hmm. we got a few, a variety of different stuff that happens here. Anything specific you want to point out?
1: Um, just one, it like, I'm wondering if like the Empress is like some sort of like puppet in this thing because she's out on the street like we see her. Cause so it's, we see this lady, that's got kind of like this weird, like net hair thing going on, like real fancy. Like, mm-hmm. um, we saw her and like, that is confirmed that that is like Empress Merwin or something, I believe her name is. And then we see her out in the street, like as if she's, I guess, running. So maybe she, she's been a puppet and doesn't know what's going on. And like bad mage dude is like running things, um, instead of her or something. Yeah. And then like, yeah we're seeing some magic here we see a lot of fighting um it seems like they're the are two main characters um that aren't Sion are like falling in love clean table yeah right. there's like, like a, falling a in love there's like a,
0: yeah like a moment where they look like they're underground and you know he doesn't have a shirt on and they're gonna kiss or something that's uh, an
1: about to kiss moment right there so it's like yeah, yeah. I guess we can rely on the romance will be there. Right. But then um, we have
0: Lord dernan, Lord Dern, Lord Dernan. Why did I say Dernan? um, uh, with her hands up and she's like straining. Is this like, this looks like one of those like climactic moments of the, of the series, right? Like this looks like yeah. an episode four. she's trying to close the portals before they consume the whole world or whatever,
1: something like that yeah so I guess like it's hard to tell like was looking at her and I'm like it doesn't doesn't look like her but does it look like her and I can't find a picture that like looks like her on imdb so I'm like I don't know who this is this character is right we also have this
0: this scene right here with um it looks like it looks like we're looking at a door with a bunch of light. Like they're
1: about to fight the Balrog.
0: <laughs> fire? Yeah, like a giant door is about to open and it, we get like, I don't know, five frames. That's it. Like this is a very, very quick little g- glimpse here of some sort of, some figure standing in front of this glowy door as the seam. The light comes, you know, through the seam of the door. The two doors almost like opening together. Um, yeah, and I'm wondering like, because
1: it looks like fire. Yeah. Like the way it's like glowing yeah, through. It's I'm mo- wondering it's like, this is an example like we're going to see it like immediately of like the the bad mage is like i learned how to use fire i'm going to use it against my enemies and then immediately got it got flipped on him and the fire was like no i'm going to use you buddy and it's going out of control
0: yeah yeah potentially so then we have the uh the the little title sequence here the witcher blood origin with that symbol in the middle between blood and origin Mm -hmm. right and then we have the end of it You're a bard. I am a storyteller. I need you to sing a story back
1: to life. Are you sure you've got the right man for this? All
0: right, so that's the Yaskier moment here at the end. And it starts with a a rock table out in the woods. It looks like some sort of shrine with a lute on it. And then an elven woman... And yes, you're looking super dirty, like he was dragged through the mud or something. Mm-hmm. And her saying, I need you to tell a story back to life. Is what does that uh. mean? No, I don't like. So maybe he's the storyteller. Maybe he's the one telling us everything that's happening in this. Like maybe that's the. Maybe this is the bookend. Maybe this is the uh, Princess Bride where uh, Fred Savage is sitting on his bed and his grandfather's telling him the story, right? Like, and then this is going to be like the. All right, well, here, this is the story. And then he. And maybe it's a magical loot and the loot brings the events back to life? What does that even mean?
1: I don't know. Like if it's like. Some dead tale that hasn't been heard, and like it's like time to hear it or something again. Like, I don't like,
0: yeah, I don't know, I don't know, but I, I don't think this is in the same time frame like we were talking about later or earlier. I think this is modern day, current day. This elf woman finds him for some reason, maybe even teleports him here. She's some major something, and mm-hmm. he's all like, What the what is going on? And then this becomes the like the beginning of each episode has. Yes, you're telling a story or something like that?
1: Yeah, I think so. This is probably like I feel like this is probably like the start mm-hmm. of the series or something. Right.
0: Right. <laughs> and then we're going to see him eat them at the end of each episode or like just at the very beginning and then at the end of the fourth episode where they're like, "All right, can I go now? I told your story." And then we get a hint at like this plays into season 3 of The Witcher. Or something like probably
1: like probably it's probably like a meta way of like prepping us for season three or something like probably probably.
0: (laughs) I mean, I feel like we've joked about it. The Witcher cinematic universe, but that's basically what they're doing here is they're trying to tie all this stuff together with the same writers, which Mm. explains some of the reason why the writers are diverging so much from the original material is that they're trying to work in extra, extra stuff. And they're trying to make it all work together and so they feel like they need more control over the material rather than sticking to the the book canon um so that
1: might be part of it as well yeah yeah it's it does seem yeah that they're uh this is like i think this was their way of explaining the changes like the stuff that they added to the story and like yeah. how it affects everything, while also being able to be like, hey, like we are we can still make or we can also make money off of this because people are gonna watch it because it's Witcher related, you know. So like, sure. sure. Um, What's well, a fun but yeah, way? No, it's like it's like doing they introduce the monoliths, they introduce like how the, the the portals work and whatnot, and now they're like, here, here's this whole like four episode event thing that we're doing that explains exactly what the monoliths are and how they affected the conjunction of the spheres, you know? like Yeah, that totally makes sense. Well,
0: uh, I mean, as with all of this stuff, I hope it's good. I hope the writing's good. The action looks fun. The characters look fun. Uh, it, there are definitely some tropes and some ter- stereotypes, but tropes and stereotypes in literature are only terrible if they're not done well. Like, it's hard to mm-hmm. avoid that, right? So on some level, if, if, they, if the acting is charismatic and the writing is good enough, then who knows? Maybe, maybe it's good. I guess we're just gonna have to wait and see.
1: Yeah. And, uh, it is also is, is at least, it's still nice to see that they're still continuing with the idea of like, you know, cause I mean, like we get to see for this, so it seems like we have two, uh, women leads. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you know, they're still pushing like and they're both very effective, very strong warriors. So it's like we're still pushing the idea of like super powerful women in this stuff or whatever, which, you know, at least that holds true to the spirit of the books. Yeah. You know, even well, if and, they won't and, follow the storyline, the spirit is still <laughs> kind of there sure. for some things. Yeah.
0: And, <clears throat> and powerful characters all across the board and, you know, diabolical characters and, you know, funny characters like that, like, you know, they've they're pulling that all over the place like i think that there's just yeah it, it, it still feels like it's part of the same thing even if it isn't book lore right mm. so so that's cool well this has been fun this is i think we've got some more mysteries to uncover and you've got some words to try to translate so we're going to yep. update people with those if you find anything out on future episodes so come back for that and toasty you got anything else going on you want to share
1: um as usual follow us at the on twitter um uh, I also do the cyberpunk Lorecast with Genesis. Uh, we live stream on Thursdays at nine Eastern six Pacific. um, math. you gotta do math. Yeah. I was like, how do math? I don't live in either of those time zones. Um, and then, uh, I also do the, uh, cyberpunk red actual play podcast with the almighty crit and fumbling for gang, um, cyberpunk cyberpunk apostrophe D. um if you're interested in checking out either of those nice yeah and
0: all my stuff i do a bunch of lore shows lore casts for all sorts of things go to robotsradio.net for those shows that he mentioned the rest of my shows anything else that you might be interested in that's where you can find it uh well this has been fun thanks for being here chat thank you for being here love all the comments and stuff and we will see you guys next monday for next week's episode until then stay safe on the path see you guys later Thanks for tuning in to the Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at WitcherLorecast. You've been listening to the Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at RobotsRadio.net.